<laughs> but don't forget the first part of Cinderella. She's like sleeping in front of the fireplace and <laughs> abused and forgotten and ignored. So. Matt, I'm freaking out. Oh no. What about? <laughs> you know, just freaking out in general. And I just kind of wanted to get it on the record, you know. So when I listen back to this podcast, I can be like, haha. He thought he thought he was in trouble back then, but <laughs> it got way worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I picture myself. I'm freaking out a little bit too. And I picture myself. Really? Yeah. Yeah, well, we could get. I'm, that's you not know, the vibe I get. You know, it's not the vibe I get from you either, man. So I'm you, listening your to your startup a, is a Cinderella story. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I don't know what I, I don't know who I am in that story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but don't forget the first part of Cinderella. She's like sleeping in front of the fireplace and <laughs> abused and <laughs> forgotten and ignored. So, um, oh man. But you know what's funny is I I was listening to you on was it a cohort call the other day where you talked about feeling a little anxious or freaked out yeah and i did like a double take because i'm going like that's not the vibe i get from you at all <laughs> so i guess we're both good at are we both good or is that bad at hiding it should we be so <laughs> yeah i don't think we should be hiding it um yeah i don't know i think at least I mean, I'm not going to share everything that's going on in my entire life on a podcast, but I feel like you can share, especially within the Tiny Seed cohort, you can share a bit more. Yeah. And it's actually really helpful. Like, I'm freaking out a little bit. I mean, on the last episode, we established that a branch should exist, <laughs> which is good. Um, mm -hmm. But, but you know, there. I mean, there's still a nut I haven't cracked yet. So, like, mm. I don't have a ton of paying customers yet and i want like i want some money validation i guess um and it's just i don't know i just think i in my mind i thought i would be a different place now than i am um but yeah i think that came through on the last cohort call which i actually really appreciated because then craig uh one of the other uh founders in tiny seed he suggested that we set up a hashtag wellness channel inside a slack where we could talk about like dealing with stress and anxiety and stuff like that and he actually said that like listening to me on the cohort call was like part of why he thought about it um but it's actually it made me feel good that i felt like i was able to like share kind of my mental state i guess a little bit and then people were actually yeah. paying attention to it. Um, and yeah, I, I set up a meeting with Rob as well this week just to kind of like, you know, talk about how it's going and like, are we doing the right things? And it's yeah. just really awesome to have a community like that where you can just like reach out to people and and talk about difficult things and stuff like that. Agreed. So yeah, I really appreciate that actually. All jokes great. If aside. There, if there was one thing you could check the box on for branch this week what would it be getting to 10 paying customers 
getting 10 paying customers. Yeah, because when you said something about money validation, it's not willingness to pay validation, or is it? You feel like not really sure if enough people are going to be willing to pay for this thing. I just have this kind of annoying feeling right now that I'm not talking to the right people. Because I feel like Mm. the right people are out there somewhere. And like, I've a lot of people have told me that they really like the idea and some people are really excited about it. But somehow, like, it's just... Like, my product... It's it's a it's a question of product market fit, I guess, as well. Um, but it's just something I haven't quite figured out as as uh, as of now. And like the the paying customers I have right now, like I'm I'm happy to have paying customers, and those are nice people. But they're actually not at all the people like my ideal target audience. So it's like it's kind of the wrong people I have right now. So I don't really they don't really count as validation, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, like I, when I try to picture my dream customer or like like the customer that makes most sense for like growing this business, it's that's not the people I have as my customers right now. Uh, okay, so question though. <laughs> How do you know what you're <laughs> wrong about? <laughs> so this this reminds oh. me of uh listening to yeah, it reminds me of listening to a conversation between um Ben Ornstein um and Justin Jackson where Justin was talking about transistors growth and uh, very transparent on a YouTube video, which was really cool, um, live video, uh, talking about their growth and the, the kind of the target customer that they really believe they're going after with their messaging. But then if you look at their data and, you know, just anecdotally the data that Justin shared, the a lot of the subscribers, at least some of them, and this could have changed a lot. This was several months ago, but it was like, Ben's point was, well, but the customers you have are, are X, not Y, right? And yeah. should you, can you somehow, should you embrace that? Or should you really be That's trying to say those are not your customers? I mean, it's a really good point, but like, I, I have to figure it out. I've, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I don't, okay, so I'm you're not open willing to, to it. I'm open to it, but I'm not willing to give up on my current direction yet. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I should, but yeah, I don't know. In my updates, I'll I'll talk more about like, yeah, what I think true. or hope it's gonna happen this week. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I it's just sometimes it's hard starting a startup, and uh, I just feel <laughs> like we should kind of try to capture that a little bit here in the podcast as well. We, we don't want to come across as too chill. No, <laughs> so, sometimes it's hard starting a startup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> On a rare occasion, drama. it's a little bit tricky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's great. I, I will say it's it's easier the second time. Not saying that you should give up and start something tomorrow, but if it's any consolation. The next time it'll be easier. But you don't get to do a next time yet. <laughs> this is this maybe is it's still easier if you were success. I think I need to be successful on the first one before it gets easier. <laughs> uh. Sure. Whole, whole, whole nother episode. Um, well, why, cool, why are you freaking out? Um, I am just getting anxious about getting this thing out the door. <laughs> and I, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, you mentioned product market fit. I, I actually think that's this multivariable equation and, um, 
my own definition for that is is actually you know you have it when you can't when when your top concern is like removing the bottlenecks in your business like mm. when that becomes your top concern like oh we we could make more money if i just did this right that to me is kind of product market fit whether that's keeping the servers from melting or you know fixing your billing system or whatever like those growth and scale problems to me that's product market fit it's a very it's a lot more binary in my interpretation of it than um than others who seem to think like well when people are buying your product you know and they keep buying it and you're growing consistently like that's product market fit i think i don't think so that's not the original i don't think that's the original intent behind the term and i don't think that's the definition i like to use because i've experienced in the past product market fit for storm pulse and it was this crazy crazy ride where like mm. keeping the servers going to keep up with the demand was actually our biggest challenge yeah <laughs> and, and like that's just not the same thing as the stage that's we're not even i don't think either of us would say we're even close to that stage right and it, the, the funny thing about it is it's like something could click and you could enter that stage tomorrow like it doesn't mean that it's it doesn't have to mean it's far off right? It's just, you haven't quite the linear algebra, right? Or the, the, the multivariate equation, you, you haven't quite got one of the numbers, right? Right. Where once you do like, whether it's the price or the target or the feature set or something about it, right? Once you get that done, like then boom, it's going to explode, right? That's possible. Um, the other possibility is that you're, you're not near it, right? <laughs> and yeah. you're changing things and changing things. And it's like, that's, you know, you actually need to change all the things, you know, you're just, you're standing in a field that doesn't have any oil underneath it. Right. <laughs> and I don't think that's the case with you, man. I don't think that's the case with you. You're in a huge, you're in a huge market with the trends we talked about last week of CICD, yeah. WordPress. I mean, those are massive things to, if I had to guess, if I had to guess, I think it's the, it's your monetization strategy. If I had to guess, like people mm. want to use it, right? So yeah. it's 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 I a know, combination like, of distribution and monetization. You know opinion. what bugs me a lot? I took a long walk in the forest today, as I usually do when I'm freaking out. With your big and, axe? No, I just went and bought a really big axe before this podcast. Um, <laughs> and I, it's really awesome. And I'm sweating because I just used it for half an hour. It's um, it's And it's really, it's like five or six pounds heavy <laughs> you know they have pelotons for that kind of thing too <laughs> you want to just sweat for half an hour <laughs> but anyways i went to the forest and i took a walk mm. um and it the thing i just couldn't stop thinking about was freemium because mm. it's it's what everyone does with in the cicd space and every time you read a tutorial for like about someone who's like hey this is an introduction to cicd it's like you could probably get started with the free tier and everyone has a free tier so don't worry about it Except branch doesn't have a free tier. Um, mm -hmm. And it's like, I feel like I could have a lot of users right now if I had a free tier. But in my mind, I was, I, I didn't think I would have to do that until later on. Like, I thought I could easily get like a good amount of paying customers and, you know, work on the product and kind of like feel like I had built the right things and people were happily paying for it and then like i could consider that as like an acquisition strategy um yeah it's something i'm well, definitely thinking about 
But when when those companies have freemium CICD, what what are people paying for when they pay? What's the threshold? Oh, it's like team features. It's mm-hmm. a parallel. I can't say that word. Like running stuff in parallel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, running stuff faster. Um, and, and how much of that do you more have right now? Right now, my my only pricing factor is how many builds you get. Okay, uh, so you don't have those. So I could get yet. them, and I know roughly what a build costs me. So like I could figure out how to have a free plan. Like mm-hmm. I could make it work somehow. Yeah, and I haven't spent. I've spent almost none of my tiny seed money. So I I'm also a funded company. Yeah. I, I think you should seriously consider it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm if it's seriously working considering. for them, yeah. <laughs> if it's working for them, then it's gonna, hmm, that's a scary yeah. thing to say, but I was going to say it's going to work for you. But if it's working for them, yeah. reinventing that, you know, why, why, <laughs> exactly. why bother, right? That's the thing. Mm-hmm. But like what you said about keeping, keeping this, the servers on, I feel like I'm keeping my servers on trying not to let them hibernate <laughs> right now. <laughs> got it yeah very very different um yeah it's I, a little I, bit quiet this is there. what i'm talking about yeah this is what i'm saying though it's, it's distribution and monetization strategy and freemium is a marketing tactic some people will say yeah. strategy it just it feels wrong a, to like have yeah. a big marketing push when you don't really feel like you have product market fit or anything like that do you know what i mean free is a price you might have mm. product market fit on a free product Oh, I like I don't, that resonated with me. <laughs> that's that's totally fine. That is so much better than not having product market fit on anything. Price is a variable. Set it to zero. If that solves the equation and unlocks a ton of demand, you got people cranking away doing builds. You will figure out how to monetize those. We will all huddle around you, <laughs> and we will help you figure out how to monetize that. Um, uh, I like literally that. what I did There's was like literally what I did was tiny, Yeah, there's tiny explosions in my brain. Um, cool. Yeah, let's. Uh, I'm trying to like not give my update, but it feels like I'm giving my update. That's <laughs> uh, all right. We're 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 something minutes in. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I ruined the format, host. <laughs> yeah, it's so annoying. You did it again. Sorry. Um, I I want to hear your update first today. Oh, okay. Because uh, I saw some stuff mm. that looked exciting some yeah you do a lot of uh, in real life stuff irl stuff it looks like (laughs) you went out yeah well i don't don't really go to yeah i haven't been to conferences in a while so this was like the first time in a while while that i put myself out there but um i yeah went up to dallas and capital factory is a what they call the center of entrepreneurship in texas i want to say at this point pretty clear that they are the the hub of all this entrepreneurial activity. They <laughs> I really wouldn't call them an accelerator, but that's what they've been called in the past. Um, but they do invest in, they've invested in, I think, hundred over 150 companies. They were founded in mm, 2012, I want to say, 2013, 2011, something like that. So they're going on, you know, coming up on 10 years of um, really being a magnet for entrepreneurship. And anyway, they invested in my previous company, and uh, the president of Capital Factory, Gordon Darty, is actually was on um, is on the board of Risk Pulse, and I've known him since I moved to Austin. He was actually I got to know him over the phone when I still lived in Florida, 
Um, and he made a $25,000 angel check commitment to my first company. So anyway, I know him well. And I told him about SimSAS and waited a little bit, told him a little bit more. And then at some point he's like, maybe you should, you know, we'd like to help you basically. Um, Capital Factory would. And that basically means becoming a quote unquote Capital Factory company. Um, now that's not mutually exclusive with being a tiny C company. Um, it's really just think about it as really plugging into the network here in Austin and Texas yeah. more and having a co-working space given to you and oh. really all their VIP events, a lot of IRL <laughs> um, to complement the remote stuff that I'm doing. And I'm excited about that. So I went up to Dallas. They invited us. The companies that want to join this go around came to Dallas and pitched. It's, actually, they said this is not a pitch competition, but but it was essentially a present yourself in four minutes to an audience of about fifty people. So I did that, and four minutes. Yeah, that's it's on the short side. It's definitely on the short side. I've done. Let's see, the shortest pitch I've ever done was actually my first pitch. It was 90, uh, 90 seconds. Was it two minutes? Anyway, it was under three. It was under three minutes. And I had to do that in Atlanta in front of a much larger audience. That was my first time ever. <laughs> and that was rough. Yeah, the shorter, the worse it is. But um, I've done so many of these at this point that I just, they're like, you need slides. I'm like, I didn't know I needed slides. So I made slides the day before, <laughs> sent them in. And I went and I did this uh, four minute um, pitch. But um the cool part was, you know, going to join uh, Capital Factory as a member company again, and oh, uh, nice. they're actually going to invest a small amount of money. Um, Congrats! Alongside, thank you. Yeah, alongside Tiny Seed and uh, my other angels. So I'm officially finished pre-seed fundraising. Um, this will be the last time I raise money at the valuation that I met, and it's uh, buys me a couple months runway again. And since we were just talking about freemium. You know, all these <laughs> delayed monetizations, all these delayed monetization strategies that I'm employing, um, freemium specifically, um, it's going to be helpful. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. And I, I think the talk yeah. went well. I had a number of people come up to me afterwards and they also gave feedback. They, um, the, the 50 people in the room, the mentors filled out a Google sheet. And I think each one of them had like a company that they needed to provide feedback to. So I got a, a list of feedback. And um, in a nutshell, I said, look, there's a ton of products for metrics and billing, um, like ChartMogul, like Recurly, Chargeify, ProfitWell, um, and who am I forgetting? I mean, you could say Stripe, but really the other you know billing providers um, out there, Chargebee. But there's really no products in this financial strategy space, planning, fundraising, and um, financing. So I said, I'm going to fill that hole with SimSAS and here's the, here's the product. And it resonated really well. So that was, that was one big thing I did last week. Um, drove, as I told my kids, I drove six hours for a four minute, four minute speech. <laughs> but, uh, I got to put yourself out there. So got to be there. IRL. Yeah, that makes a difference. I, I, I wouldn't have raised that money had I not gone and um, I, I mean, could have come up with some other way, I suppose, but just being out there and, and really encouraging feedback. I had a number of founders come up afterwards and say, I am super interested in this. I want to get it. I want to, I want to use it. I'm like, great. There's a free version. I'll send you a link. And yeah, it feels good. Um, yeah. So gas is cheap in Texas thing. too. 
Oh yeah, two dollars uh, a gallon it, or so. <laughs> it wouldn't have been a profitable trip in Europe, that's for sure. <laughs> that would have really eaten into things. Yeah, um, so that was good. I'll mention one other thing uh, on the technical side. I now have CI/CD up and running for SimSense. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, big Are big help for getting it? it across the line. Uh, am I paying for? Well, I'm paying whatever it costs to spin up those Heroku environments for ten minutes, you know, ish. Uh, to do the the full test suite, um, they're they're long. The test suites are long right now. I got to trim them down. Uh, some of them are taking longer than they should. But yeah, I mean, but ten minutes on Heroku, I think is. Um, I did the math recently. It's like maybe ten cents or something, <laughs> um, wow. if that. So yeah, I'm paying for it, but nothing I'm worried about. That's exciting. Yeah, really, really big. Uh, Really big moment for me. Um, got some help from my CTO friend, Peter, who uh, pushed that across the line for me, which is great. And I'm having him focus on, so what's next? Uh, he's going to focus on his limited hours on performance. I want him just to spend September looking at my code. He is a Django dev and Python dev. So I said, you know, dumb ways to do query sets, which is what they're called in, uh, in, in Django, you know, basically database lookups. You know, fix those, implement caching where I should have caching, anything you can do to make it faster and just low-hanging fruit on the performance side, um, please do that. So he's going to do that, which will feel great. Um, while I focus on finishing the paid versions of the investor and founder editions. Uh, Speaking of, I, uh, I saw that you were going to start charging some more people, including some of your friends. <laughs> yeah so uh, <laughs> which i thought no, was really no, funny <laughs> no big secret perhaps that i'm building an investor product that helps you manage your portfolio uh tiny seed has been interested in that product and i've been sharing it with them rob has been giving me direct feedback on it and i told him last week i said oh wow this feels like a breakthrough that um you know he said hey if you do this i'd be willing to pay for that i said you know it's the writing on the wall man you just basically <laughs> You just basically <laughs> laid down the uh, gauntlet and said, I dare you to do that and uh, ask me to pay for it. So <laughs> and, uh, to which he laughed. And uh, so this weekend I rolled it out <laughs> not, to, not to waste a moment. So uh, I, I emailed Tracy and Rob and I this morning and said, you'll notice some changes on your uh, on your screen. And uh, it asks for a payment method and it works. So if you want to continue using the features you've been using, You'll need to enter a valid credit card. <laughs> that is so funny. And here's but the charge. Totally makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's and you know, superhuman was one that's uh, Rob mentioned that he's like, oh, very superhuman of you um, to be asking your investors to pay. And yeah. I said, yeah, but here's the thing: if you're not willing to pay, who, you know, why should I expect others to pay? So yeah, um, and it, I think it's worth it. So the the pricing on the investor side was a big breakthrough. I'm doing doing metered billing. So I'm charging investors on a per startup per day basis to use the product, which it sounds complicated. Pretty exciting. Yeah, it sounds complicated, but really because of the data model I have, it's really easy for me to track. Um, they're okay. like builds in a way, and yeah. so it's like, hey, when you do a build, you're going to see a new charge on your um, you're going to see a new charge on your statement that I have listed. Yeah. And it, it works out to like forty nine cents per day per startup for the basic version. So, which just works out to, if you keep a startup in your portfolio for a month, it's about 150 bucks for okay. 10 startups, right? $10 per startup. 
And I just want every investor in the startup ecosystem to use that. So uh, the fact that they can get started for five bucks is what I'm really excited about. But then yeah. it's kind of like Twilio or, Twilio or AWS or Heroku. You just kind of leave your credit card on there and use it more and pay more. And there's no sales process, which I'm really excited about. It's like <laughs> you are selling yourself every time you take a bite. If you like that bite, yeah. you can take another bite, you know. Um, <laughs> but I'm not going to, not going to, I'm really excited about that uh, lack of a sales process. Yeah, I was worried you were going to turn it into like a litmus test for investors if they could figure out your your pricing <laughs> model. But it sounds like it's uh, you you've worked it out with Rob, and it sounds good. I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I mean, it gets a lot more expensive if you do modeling and other things. But I think to to let them get started um, for very cheap, it uh, I, I'm I'm betting on the product at that point. Yeah. And this is a Heaton Shaw breakthrough, by the way. Heaton was the one who said. If you can do metered billing, try it. So yeah. I was like, ah, so little explosions going off in my brain. <laughs> so, <laughs> hmm, could I do metered billing? And kind of like you, I have yeah. the equivalent of builds. You know, it's like when somebody generates a forecast, it's a build. When somebody generates a trend, it's a build. So I can charge people for usage very obviously and then just yeah. encourage usage. So, yeah. I mean, you have to turn on the servers whenever they run a build. That's right. And I've done the math on how much that costs, by the way. Okay. And, Are you doing yeah. it manually? Like turning on the server? No, I mean, Heroku's dynos. So it's just yeah. Heroku spins them up and prorates it per second. So I know that it, it takes on average like six to 10 seconds to do a forecast and trend cast end to end. So I've, <laughs> and I know the server cost per month. So if you take uh the server cost per month fully loaded and divided by the number of seconds in a month it's it's very inexpensive um so i'm feeling really good about the margins at this point nice yeah cool so uh, how about you man yeah how about me updates? what I, updates did uh, i not already steal from your uh, <laughs> i guess the biggest session? thing is uh the pantheon integration is launching this week um, which is very exciting. I uh, I wrote a blog post for them last week, and uh, I also recorded a screencast. And I know that they have like scheduled a bunch bunch of tweets and stuff that's gonna go out on Thursday. So, I mean, we talked a lot about like depending on third parties and like relying on them to create a buzz for you and bring you customers. It's a little bit risky. Um, but I think I'm I've I've started to change how I think about this whole project. Um, the way I think about it now is it's almost like a, it's a test of how it will how it would look if I launched Branch right now, basically. Because um, when the Pantheon integration, they have their own signup page which is like has a little Pantheon logo on it. Um, and it's like, it's basically the self-serve model where they sign up uh, and they get started on their own. Um, and also because of Pantheon, they have a, some more advanced features. I'm actually able to, when people are using that integration, I'm able to do some of the stuff I won't be able to do for a long time uh, for like just like regular WordPress users. Um, oh, so okay. I actually so get capabilities. To, 
Yeah, because I can rely on their platform and their infrastructure a lot in how I do testing and stuff like that um, and staging sites. So actually, I, I get to test a lot of things and kind of see like how people react to them. Um, mm -hmm. I get to test like how self-serve would work right now. I get to test how like some of those are pretty cool uh, staging site features um how people react to them uh, kind of get to see how strong of a value proposition they are um so it's like a tiny la launch <laughs> to like a specific uh, very targeted niche mm -hmm. um so that's kind of how i think about it right now and this week i'm actually i'm gonna really try to do it the right way and set up um like email sequences and stuff like that that i would normally nice. do with like a launched finished product Right. Um, yeah. So I, it changed my mind a little bit, and now I, I feel better cool. about it because no, like regardless of how it goes, it's still a test, and it's I'm still get I still get to see like what works and what doesn't. So, how many Pantheon customers do you have direct contact with right now? Uh, not a lot. I have okay. I have probably a handful that have told me they're using Pantheon and that they want to use this stuff once it's out. Okay, so um, are you going to personally shepherd them through this and make sure that they, they yeah, do? Yeah, I, I am. One person actually asked if I would be open to do a lunch and learn, which is something I've never mm -hmm. heard about before. But he's basically planning oh, okay. to invite some of his friends, I think, into his office and some yeah. of the people he works with and then do like a live call with me where I kind of demo the product. Um, Got it. Yep. So yeah, there are some things going on with that right now. Uh, that's okay. pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. So that's how, that's kind of how I think about the whole uh, okay. integration stuff right now. I have meetings with another a very large um, WordPress hosting company this week as well on more like the technical stuff. Austin based. I'm not going to say the name. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Yeah, Make so that's kind of what's going on on the manager side, I guess. Um, okay. Yeah, my only uh, advice yeah. would be just really push through with some direct customers. Um, yeah. In independent, so you don't get cloudy feedback where you're like, "Well, was it the way Pantheon represented it? Was it yeah? The, was the internet block? You know, all that stuff." Just yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna customer. blast it out to my yeah email list and. <laughs> Okay. Well, we're going to have an exciting update next week. Hopefully. I mean, the the other thing is something needs to happen within the next few weeks, like two or three weeks. Mm. Something needs to happen that kind of change how I feel about stuff right now or I'll have to like really change up stuff. Mm. Like I think like probably like feature lockdown until I can like force people to tell me what, what they'll pay for, you know? Like I'm not going to, like I'll need to, find some answers to some of the questions I have very soon. So feel free to push me on that. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we also have our strategy meeting on Friday, right? Looking forward to it. Yeah. We, we'll yeah. Uh, put that before, after we record the next episode, maybe before, so we can talk about it. Yeah. I think that will make sense. If we want to. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're almost running out of time, but I'm just going to do a very quick maker update. Oh yeah. Um, one of the last things I wanted to get done was the possibility of reordering steps. 
And it's one of those things that I've just been looking at for like two or three months, like, oh, it's going to be complicated to build in the UI. Um, but I realized today there's just a library that you use and then it took like 10 minutes to implement. So hopefully that's, that's going to awesome. ship within a few days. That's fantastic. Um, and then thank yeah, last you, internet. week. Yeah, thank you so much, jQuery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, it's not jQuery. Thank you, sortable.js. Um, oh, and then last week I spent <laughs> way too much time on the Stripe SCA stuff. I don't know if you heard about it. The new European Stripe, uh, the European legis mm. legislation that you have to like strong customer authenticate. Strong customer authentication, I think it is. See, I didn't um, have to deal with that because I used Chargebee. Yeah, so I, I had to I deal just, with it. <laughs> I just, I just like flicked a, I flicked a switch. They're like, "Do you want yeah. to do this because you have to?" I was like, yeah. "Yes." <laughs> so I have fun with that. I'm very yeah. thankful to Laravel and the people that work on Laravel because they made it really easy to to kind of fix this. Um, and they even mm. um, replied to me on Twitter on a Sunday. Um, so I was very mm. thankful for that. The only thing was I was like two versions behind on Laravel, so I needed to update everything to be able to pull in those changes. But that's probably good that I did it anyways. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Nice micro update. So those are some wins. Sorry? Those are yeah, some nice little I wins. Feel, yeah, I hope so. Um yeah. I don't know. I think <laughs> hopefully they Back are. Thrashing. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're kinda ending up where we started in this episode. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm there there's a Danish saying, it's probably not a saying in English, but there's a, a Danish saying that's kind of, it literally is, I don't know if I'm sold or bought. <laughs> I don't know how to translate it. <laughs> that's great. Uh, what, what's, what's, the, uh, what's the Dane way of saying that? Uh, in Danish? Yeah. Jeg ved ikke, om jeg købt eller salt. Okay. <laughs> so you can try to repeat that or not. I, I, I will, I'm going to practice up before the next one. Um, cool. <laughs> cool. No, I, I think we're ending up back where we started, which is uh, just a little bit of suspense, full undertones. Yeah, here. I feel like <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we have a cliffhanger yeah. and people should listen next week. Yeah, this feels like a cliffhanger. I've, I really want to get these paid versions out the door. I want to get those credit card numbers going and start inviting people. So I think that's going to be my launch strategy is just invites are going to start going out to these early access requests. It's like, hey, here you go. <laughs> Jump in. But that sounds like a really should, good idea. Yeah, and should just be over the next five days. So stay tuned, Ooh. folks. Stay tuned. Exciting. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> 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 well you got to deliver also man i'm gonna write down all your stuff so. yeah i really need to <sighs> and i have a lot of wood to chop with my new axe as well that's great is it a double is it single-sided does it have like a cool handle I um this no it's just very <laughs> it's just very heavy and it's meant for like big chunks of wood okay a little bit of a to split, it's a split to split stuff i don't know what it's called wow. in english Okay. But I feel like this podcast is about to end. All right. <laughs> I feel like it is as well. Thank you, sir, yeah. for your time. Take care, man. All right. Bye, Bye. for now.